Empire. Thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with Will T, Ray Jeezy, and myself, Ole, and we are part of Empire Media at Ampiremedia.com. For the folks out there, happy new year. Also, quick little shout out. Also, happy birthday to the homie Cameron, aka Cam Camingo on Twitter. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> Hey, happy new year. It's first show of the new year. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Um, first show of the year. All three of us here together in the studio. I know, right? Man. Look. Let's get the streak going. You the streak going? Yeah, man. What do we use these? We used to say? Like, I don't know about roster. that one. I know. <laughs> Next week, Wiz Bulls, I might be I might be in media row for that one. Okay, so. okay. look. Big time. <laughs> Not got, really. I mean, you got credentials? Always got you credentials. Dude, bro, like, you oh, man, like what's me. up, man? <laughs> <laughs> I always have credentials. That, that's never been an issue oh, for me. Man. But I don't do a whole lot of Wizards or professional no, sports. Yeah. It's all about HBCUs. I'm always a Howard now these days. Yeah. He's raised a Howard alum right now. Not really. <laughs> UMS played him. I'm still rooting for UMS. I know that's right. I know that's right. All right, man. Amp Pirate Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports. Name. Sounds so depressed when you said tune. Uh, 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 Mike oh, Jones. Mike Jones. Let's get. Let's get. Some. Bro, let me get rolling. <laughs> let me get started. I, I gotta get some momentum. Hey, it's also <laughs> subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene on YouTube as well, and you can check us out on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options and news and health right here in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out our weekly NFL picks on Football Garbage Time website. Just go to www.footballgarbagetime.com. It's part of the Urban Sports Scene versus Football Garbage Time Challenge. I did. Uh, if, uh, I, want, I think I won the, the fancy football thing in Football Garbage Time Urban Sports Scene oh, Challenge. That's what's up, man. You know what I'm I think Congrats. I won. Fancy oh, football? Yeah, that's it. Not the, not the other thing. <laughs> that don't count. Go ahead. <laughs> the pick em, I don't even check that sometimes. Right, I, I missed the Thursday game, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. did, so did Hakum, though. That was hilarious. <laughs> Join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debate. We'll see. Let's get into our tradition of pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Washington Commanders falling to the Cleveland Browns, eliminating them from playoff contention and their upcoming game against the Dallas Cowboys. Sports Journeys Commanders reporter Lake Lewis Jr. will jump on the show to discuss this. Lake is also one of the main personalities on ABC Morning News for WOAY-TV. At 825, we'll talk about Ed Reed becoming the new head coach for the Bethune-Cookman University football program. Finally, as part of our HBCU Corner segment, we'll play our interview with former Dell State University safety Asias Guthrie, who is now at Jackson State. Guthrie announced that he was going to Jackson State about a week ago. Was it about a week ago? A couple weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was a couple weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so yeah, big up the X, man. All right, right now we have Sports Journey's Washington Commanders reporter, Lake Lewis Jr. on the line. What's good, Lake? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? We're doing good, man. Doing great, man. How about Lake. yourself? Happy New Year. 
Can't complain. Happy New Year. Lace how'd you still, bring, still how'd you bring in the, new year, the new year in West Virginia? <laughs> well, I'm up here in Maryland now. Oh, oh okay. Oh, Lake. My bad. Yeah, yeah, just up back up here for uh, a couple weeks and okay. then uh then, then making the move to uh, Richmond for a little bit. Okay. So yeah. We gotta get you Jasper's yeah, like, we gotta get you Jasper's, dog. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Any, any time now, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, you and Mary, we're going to get you there, bro. We're going to get you there. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> What you want to say? Ray, you trying to say something? No, no, not really. Oh. I, I, same thing y'all were saying. Okay. It's all good. Cool. Hello, Lake. <laughs> all, right. all right, before we talk about the commanders, Monday night we saw Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin suffer cardiac arrest after, attack, after tackling Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. He is currently in critical condition, but is showing progress. What were your thoughts when you saw him go down, Lake? I mean, just I knew it was something serious and a, a different type of serious. Um, you know, normally when guys get hurt to a magnitude of, say, like a spinal injury or even, you know, a really bad um, blow to the head or something, they're already down on the field. But when you see a guy get up and then just collapse in a prone position you just know that that was that that was you know instantly I just instantly in my mind thought you know I hope this isn't something fatal you know just from the way he went down and then obviously you saw the reaction of of you know players on the field and and how the paramedics had rushed out so fast so it just you know it's an unfortunate situation it really is and um you know our prayers obviously are with him you know, and his family trying to pull through this, and we're hoping and praying that for the best. Um, you know, it's just it's just an unfortunate situation. It really is. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, you definitely um, prayers up to the family, man, because um, it was it was definitely it was scary. I, I caught the replay. I didn't I didn't watch it live. I caught the replay. So when I saw it, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And just for me, it was like, oh, I was thinking like, okay, um, he went down. Maybe you know. It was something, but it was the reaction of the players that got me. That's what I knew it was, you know, something totally different. Because players don't react like that. You know what I mean? They react. Well, You've seen things when well, somebody's you, paralyzed, but not like that. Sorry, sorry, Lee. Well, no, I was going to say, unfortunately, like, this is something that has happened in the world of soccer. Mm-hmm. And where you've had, I mean, matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, just in the, uh, uh, not in the World Cup, but in, I think, the European Cup um, this this past year, uh, you know, can't think of the gentleman's name, but I think he played for Denmark. You know, their 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 most popular player had a similar situation where he passed, um, not passed, excuse me, but he passed out on the pitch, um, and he was in that position. Same thing, and immediately, you know, they they went into CPR on him. You know, so whenever that comes into play, you know, it's definitely something with the heart, and, and clearly that was a situation with um demar hamlin and again you know it seems like the the word that's getting out is that there is some progress being made but it's still it's still touch and go i'm sure at this moment so you know you just you just hope and pray i mean i'm just praying that we don't wake up in the morning now you know with something that he had passed and it you know guys it kind of reminded me like back when i was in college long time ago i'm not gonna say when but um (laughs) You know, I was playing ball, and and I vividly re- recall watching the Lola Marymount tournament game. It, it was actually their conference um, championship game, and it was a late game, and I remember watching it, and Hank Gathers, you know, um, basically passed on the court. 
the difference is because a lot of people are talking about, you know, did he have any kind of similar heart issues? Well, Hank Gathers did have a known um, irregular heartbeat that he was supposed to be taking medicine for. And I think it came out after his passing that he had pretty much stopped taking his medication. So that kind of aided into that. In this situation, I just think what clearly what happened was, you know, there was a blunt um, force trauma uh, basically to his chest. So, as you know, our organs are floating in water and pretty much that 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 this heart pretty much, you know, moved and jumped into it against his chest wall, you know, cavity. So that's 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 a trauma and it caused him to go into, you know, instant cardiac arrest. So uh, I think the thing that needs to be you know, talked about more often than this is the fact that the first responders did a hell of a job to get to get his heart, um, you know, pumping again, basically. They basically brought the kid back to life on the field and, you know, that that they did their job, you know, so those are the true heroes in all of this. Definitely, man. Again, prayers out to him and his family. We all hope, man, that, you know, like we don't get that news, you know what I mean? So, Prays out, you know, that, you know, he has the speedy recovery and um, he's back. You know what I mean? First and first and foremost, he's living and be able to live a healthy life. And that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. All right. Yes. So, all right. This is a weird transition, but we're going to do it anyway. Sunday, um, last Sunday, the, the commanders failed uh, to the Cleveland Browns at home 24 to 10. Uh, this loss, uh, this loss and the uh, Packers beating the Vikings eliminated the, uh, the team from playoff contention. Coach Rivera decided to play Carson Wentz over Heineke in that game. Um, in your opinion, was that the right move? And do you think Heineke would have won that game if he played? <sighs> I think no on both counts. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily think it was the right move. I didn't think – I didn't – I wasn't fighting it, you know, when he announced it. I wasn't like, you know, my God, that's a horrible decision. I thought it was a little uneasy because we all know – you know, all of us know, you guys know that they don't play for Carson Wentz the same way. They just don't, you know. And, you know, people keep talking about, oh, and Ron Rivera keeps bringing up how well Carson looked in, you know, that one drive against the 49ers. The 49ers were bad. They, they, they had called the dogs off. I mean, let's just call it like it is. They That wasn't the same guys that had just besieged Heineke the whole game, you know. Um, and I think the proof is in the pudding, you know, with Carson Wentz, he's stationary back there. Um, you know, you saw how slow he was when he couldn't run that one, that quarterback, um, you know, in the round. I mean, basically on the outside, I mean, he, he, he took 10 steps to get two yards and got tackled. So, you know, you just see his limitations, but you also see the size and the arm strength. But that stuff doesn't mean anything when you can't put it together. So I think for Washington, it was a sign of inspiration um, for the coaching staff to try to try to steal a win. But, but they haven't been coached up to win over the past month. And, and you know, when the tough get going, the going get tough. And I also, you know, know the, know the other saying that uh, the cream rises to the top when it gets tough. And they're still at the bottom of the bottle. That's just the way it is. Um, they don't have the mental makeup to 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 turn that corner. And I think a lot of that is you are a reflection of your of your head coach. And when I see Nick Soriano running around in Philly and 
you know, yelling at fans in the crowd. Hey, man, you know what? Some people think that's not good etiquette for a coach. I'm all for it. <laughs> My thing is show some fire, show some passion on the sidelines, and your players start to, you know, pick up on that. When I look at Washington and I look at Ron Rivera and those coaches, their arms are crossed, you know, as they're getting beat down. It's just it's no emotion. And that seems to be what you see with this team when they're when when the burglars broken into their house, they don't grab them and fight back. They just basically take the chains off and hand it over. <laughs> you know, I just I get tired of seeing that every Sunday. Like I, I do have one counter for you. Right. We, mm-hmm. we, we all know that. Carson, that the team responds to Taylor Heineke and hasn't historically responded well to um, Carson Wentz. But, and you said you don't think it was the right decision, but do you think it's the necessary decision from this perspective that um, you need to put Carson Wentz in a high-pressure situation to see how he performed, considering that he has two more years left on his contract that are non-guarantee, and you can kind of use this as a gauge to decide if what – is this the guy that we want to go forward with? Um, no, I don't think so. I think you know what you have at this point. You mean you? If you don't, then you should be fired as coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you should see his limitations, and you should see. You know, you tried to make it sound like he 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 understands the offense better from having been out for all those weeks, and he understands what they're trying to do. That that could be the case. You know, maybe he does understand it more. But he's not executing it, <laughs> bottom line. And Taylor, to his defense, executes everything he possibly needs to under his limitations. So what I mean by that is with Taylor, if Taylor had the big arm, if Taylor had the big stature, we might be talking about this guy in a different breath as far as the, the caliber of quarterback he would be. But he utilizes his God-given talents and deficiencies to the best he can. That's the total opposite with Carson. Carson's squandering God-given talents. Do you understand what I mean by that? So, Right. So with Taylor, I think as opposed to us focusing on what he can't do, people have to sometimes give a man credit for what he could do. And I'm not a big Taylor Heineke fan. You know, I'm not saying as a person. I'm just saying as a player, he is severely limited um, the offense is, is is the playbook shuts down because of his limitations, but the man just plays with guts and courage, and I just don't see that with Carson. Carson looks like it, that you know the there in the headlight look. That's just how he looks, and you can see when things start to go south with him, it just seems like he he doesn't have the mental makeup. Um, I'm not trying to kill the dude. But I'm telling you, it just seems like he's not mentally tough to lead. And it's the total opposite with Taylor. Um, I do think it's a mistake, though, this weekend to start Taylor. I think it's a big time mistake because you just took the man's confidence from him by benching him. Now you're putting him right back in there. Now in a meaningless game for you and a big time game for the Cowboys. Um I think this is the perfect, perfect time to start Sam Howe and play him the whole game, not mop up duty in the second half. Yeah. Or hey, Lake, Sam Howe is starting, bro. Oh, he also yeah. They, they, yeah, that was announced earlier. They they, they reversed course quickly on yeah. that decision. Yeah. Okay, so 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 
that makes perfect sense to me. Um, I hated the fact that they said at first that Taylor was going to start and Sam was going to play. Yeah, they did, they did it so, first, yeah. That's true. Okay. They did it okay, first. At so, first, you're right. At first, yeah, they said that, and, and then they, they switched back. And, and, Lake, of course, Rivera has received a lot of criticism around the quarterback position when he was asked what's the difference between the commanders and other NFC East teams, he said quarterback, which is hilarious. But <laughs> I, I didn't think it was a shot at Carson. I just thought he was saying these guys that are playing with other teams, they've been in the system. They're well outside of Daniel Jones. They they've been with these teams for some time. They're established, and it's simpler for them to run their offenses type of thing. That's what I interpret it as. Yeah, but I, also, I, actually, actually, to that that was one where I was sitting in there, and I I didn't take it that way either. Okay, that he was throwing. Um, uh, Wentz under the bus. He was just saying, what, "What's been the one thing that's held this this system back or this team back?" And he said, "Quarterback play." Well, it just so happened to be that they were coming coming in there after losing, <laughs> you know. So people naturally took it that like he was taking a shot at Carson. I actually thought he was giving Carson a pass, you know, to help him. But but at the end of the day, we just have to be honest about this thing. Ron Rivera makes the decisions here, and he's he's made some poor decisions at you know some some really bad decisions as far as who he thought he could plug and play here and you know you you can't do that that I mean, that's a just, good segue like i don't mean to cut yeah. you off but it's a good segue because uh ron rivera has received of course uh criticism for the decisions fitzpatrick and now went but here's the counter argument that many come with who else was going to come here that would have been worth playing uh, the, the quarterback position. Nobody else wants to come to this organization. Ex-players have told us, one on the record, I ain't going to say his name, that um, Swag, I'll put out there, well, he, he said nobody wants to come here, unfortunately. And others are like, thank goodness we didn't get Russell Wilson all that money because that's what people wanted. I personally said just go ahead and pay Deshaun Watson because why not? This organization has enough negativity around it. You might as well bring him that. in. So that. anyway, I was but, um, <laughs> what do you say to that counter argument? Because you already hit on Rivera's made some bad decisions, but who else could you have brought in that would have led this this team and been successful at, at the quarterback position? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> you I, was to say, hey. I was preaching this, dude. <laughs> and and this, is no offense, this is no offense to any people who are sensitive around the topics of you know sexual harassment or I, trust me, I'm an advocate for those who have experienced abuse and trauma, no doubt. Um, but at I the mean, same there's time, a difference, though, guys. Yeah. And I keep saying okay. this, and y'all and y'all know I'm I'm rocking with, with one of the former cheerleaders. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I've had the discussion with her too, and my thing has been this: with all due respect, because um, I have to keep it clean here at home. Um, he wasn't accused. He 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 didn't go to jail. He wasn't arrested. He wasn't. Look, I you, said do you understand? Thing. You know, I know. I've said yeah, the same thing. Yeah, said yeah. The same All right, thing. you so, all did by yourself. Now. <laughs> is, 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 he, is he? Is he probably weird? Right. Of course. I, mean, I, don't <laughs> anybody, I don't think anybody. Once you once you go through one woman, two women, three women, four women, then you start to already be like, damn, something wrong. But when you get up in the thirties, yeah, somebody weird. But the only that team that couldn't said, have signed him was the Patriots. We already know that. Yeah, that yeah, was but, it. But 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 what I'm saying <laughs> is. Yeah. You got a chance to fix your most glaring issue, and I don't know if if none of the other stuff is going on with this team. You know, the Wilkinson report, none of this stuff, the Congress, none of this stuff. I still don't think they would have made a run at this guy because they don't do the obvious. <laughs> That's the problem. And now 
you know, I'm concerned and I can say this is that, you know, with the timing of with the potential sale, if this if this, if this happens sooner than later, then you got to move out. You got to get rid of everybody. You just do. Um, but if not, if it takes time, if it can drag out for another year or so, Rivera will be back. And, you know, in a perfect world, you would think that Heineke and, and Howe will compete for the starting job next year. Um, two guys that know the system, but they'll probably step out of pocket again. Um, and, and the two things, the two options that I clearly see happening, one or the other is they'll potentially, because uh, they're going to lose Sunday. Let's call it like it is. Oh, yeah. um, and I think that puts them back at like the 10th pick or something. Yeah, 10th so, pick. And I'm sitting here doing my grades and drafts stuff right now. And trust me when I tell you, the name Will Levis will come up. I, I don't I don't see it. And, and this is coming from you already know we are. Um, he was at Penn State. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't see everyone's enamored with this guy they really are um i i could see them thinking that he could be their draft pick you know at number 10 quarterback you know big stature everything or i really see their their car being in play for some reason and my thing is you just you just did that before their car is better than carson wentz i will say that but but those guys ain't it then that's not what's taking you to the next level. So the question, the you ha- yeah. So 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 the question has to be: If you're at number ten, do you draft a Will Levis? Will Levis if he's there because he's going to be. Uh, uh, they're going to hype him up to the point where he's a hot commodity at quarterback. Well, you know Bryce Young's going to be gone and Straub's going to be gone, or CJ Stroud's going to be gone from Ohio State at that point. So. The question is, do you do that or do you go with the best athlete on the board or, you know, do you try to find yourself a surefire uh, offensive lineman? Maybe the kid from Northwestern He's a freak, you know, so maybe that's where you go. I just don't trust their whole process. I just don't. Okay, so I just want to throw this comment out there. In a, in a perfect world, Howell looks pretty good, even in a loss on Sunday. And they say we can rock with him for the next year. You end up in a position to get Caleb Williams, bring him home. Even if you have to trade up to get him, you have plenty of cap space. Just Caleb Williams isn't coming out this year. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Sam Howell, if he plays well, Sam Howell will start next year. And then you can go and get your man that you can bring home to D.C. How likely (laughs) is that as a possibility? Uh, see, I don't like that scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? And and the the reason why I wouldn't like that scenario playing out, is because if 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 how looks good on Sunday, you're gonna have an offseason of fans wondering can he be the guy, and then you're gonna have him. You know, like Heineke's not under contract after this year after this game, so how's the only quarterback under contract literally after this game? So w- with that said, you know if he's going to be your quarterback next year, you're gonna pretty much have to try to build around him and his strengths, which is a, a line. You already have your skill set players. They're 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 loaded at receiver, to be honest with you. Um they don't really need to go out. Maybe you can go out and get a big possession receiver, but Cam Sims is capable, you know. Um, oh, don't, say, don't say Cam Sims. Don't do that to me. That's like. my guy. That's my yeah, guy. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but I mean, he made a nice catch this past week. That showed what he could be. Kid at all. 
Yeah, he he doesn't use him at all. He doesn't use oh, Scott, Scott Turner doesn't yeah. use anything. Big. See, he doesn't use tight ends. He doesn't use <laughs> receivers. He just doesn't. He doesn't even use his big running back the way he's supposed to. So anyway, um, fourth and one, and you run and sweep tosses to Miles Garrett's side. So that's a whole other story for a whole other day. Um, <laughs> I, I I just I just think that when you, if you're going to go with how you have to develop him, you do. And I don't. I like Sam Howell quite a bit. I don't know if he's a championship quarterback, though. That's a whole nother story. You mentioned you mentioned Scott Turner. Do you think it's time for us for or <laughs> obviously not us? I already, do you already think, know. Do you think it's time for uh, hashtag uh, fire Scott, Scott Turner, Turner to, uh, <laughs> to come to fruition? Listen, you know, you know, it's hard for me to always. And I've tried to say twenty twenty two this past year, the past year that I wasn't going to be as friendly, so to speak, as far as like just biting my tongue. And I was just going to report really how I feel. And I, I, I got to just say it. Scott Turner's not it at offensive coordinator. He's not. I told myself coming into this year, 2023, I was going back up why I feel the way I feel. So let me start on your show first, third to fourth, third, of, uh, you know, day of the month, fourth day of the month. So, I mean, a year. So listen, Scott Turner is not a situational offensive coordinator. He's just not. It almost appears as if he may script some really nice 20 plays or whatever, but once those 20 plays are figured out by the eighth play, they didn't even get to half those plays, there's nothing adjusted. I saw two times last week, two times where Cleveland – maybe a second or two before the snap shifted their whole defensive line and their linebackers over to one side of the field. And they ran, Washington ran the ball right to that side of the field. It was almost like it was so predictable. They knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Other media people, other fans in the stadium, people watching the game, everybody knows what's coming. But there's no adjustments made. And, Sometimes you just have to call it like it is. Like, this offense is poorly constructed. Um, it really is. I mean, you've got some playmakers on the outside, and it seems like they can never get everybody involved at the same time. It's either Jahan's game, it's either Terry's game, or it's, believe it or not, it's Curtis Samuel's game. But I've never seen them eat at the same time. And then I watch Cincinnati, and I see, you know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I see all these guys in mixing. I mean, they're all eating at the same time. That's that's how it's supposed to be done. Now, I know what everyone's thinking. Well, they do have Joe Burrow. Yeah, they do. But, again, you've got to play to your player's strengths. And I don't know. I could ask all of you guys the same question, and I already know the answer I'm going to get. It's no. And the question is, do you know what the identity of this offense is? No, no. I mean, I, I know I, what they. I, I know what they, they. I know what they try to be. They're trying What's to be a that? power running team behind Brian Robinson or run first I don't team. Think so or run. First I don't think so. To oh, that, that's team. what the work, but that's not what he wants that's to what, be. That's what, wants yeah. to be though. that's what works, but that's not what he want to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. I don't think that's the identity he wants. I totally agree with you guys. They may think. I think for us. We're saying that they're trying to be a power running team. And the reason for that is because we all see that that's the one thing that with that offensive line, the way it's constructed, that's the one thing you can try to do because pass blocking is terrible. So 
with that said, you, you know, I still don't get the identity because guess what? When the running game is working, they abandon it. Yeah. So that doesn't tell me that they're trying to be a running team because if you see that that's your bread and butter, why do you go away from it? You know, why is it that, uh, you know, not against the Browns, but against the Giants the week before, um, why is it that you literally started the game off first half, Brian Robinson was starting to get it going. He touched the ball four times in the second half in yeah. <laughs> a defensive struggle, pretty much. That's what I mean by that. It's like, you don't know what is the rhyme or reason as far as the play calling. It's almost, I hate to say it because it's just, it sounds horrible, but it's like you're watching Madden being played. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're running out of time on your play clock and then you just pick a play to get up to the line. That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not orchestrated properly. You know, all you got to do is what it seems like the Giants, the Eagles, uh, you know, the Cowboys, even though I think the Cowboys are getting ready to implode as they always do in the playoffs. But <laughs> I just, but I look at those other teams and they just seem superior, superior, just more superior as far as the coaching, as far as the structure of what they're doing. It, 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 it's, it's a task for Washington to get six yards on the play. Well, let, let me you know ask I mean? like, let me ask you this. You, you said that when you look at the rest of the division, you see when it, from a coaching standpoint, you see that they look superior. Do you think that Washington, the commanders missing the playoff is a blessing in disguise? Cause then people will actually start to see kind of the cracks and the inferiority of the coaching staff. Yeah, I do. I a hundred percent do. I, I think I said this on a friend of mine show earlier today that, Ron Rivera is a good person, man. I mean, you we, you can't take anything you away like from me. that. He's, you sound like me now. He's a good person. Go ahead, no, I, I mean, he that. is, man. He's Scott a, Brooks he's was a quality, too. He's a quality dude, man. He really is. And we've covered some we've covered some jerks, man. Let's just call it like it is. We've covered some some jerk coaches in this building, yeah. and that were super egos. Um, Ron's got an ego, as everybody does when you get up to these levels. You have an ego because you have to believe in yourself. The the problem is. It, it really appears to me that it, it's, things have passed him by a little bit. It really does. And I think the proof is in the pudding. All you got to do is go back and say this, man. Without Cam, what has he done? He hasn't done anything. And Cam wasn't just a good quarterback. He was the freaking MVP of the league in 2015. They went 15-1 and went to the Super Bowl. And they got out coached that he was they were favorites over over the Broncos. They got out coached in that game. I mean, I remember block punt. I mean, everything. They just it was almost like Denver knew what was coming. And that's what I'm talking about. It's almost as if Ron Rivera, as nice as a person as he is, I mean, he really is a good guy. Um, good guys ain't winning football games, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I know for this outfit at the time they needed to bring some stability here. They needed some class. They needed someone with credibility in, in the football world, and he has all of the above. Um, you know, and he did take a team to a Super Bowl, so he had some success. But when you look at the overall picture, three winning seasons, and this will be what his twelfth year as a head coach. That's not good <laughs> at all. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. And, and Scott Turner's trash, and and he should be fired. So I've been saying, I've been, I've been, I've been calling that for like two years, like three years for real, but. Two and a half years, let's be real. For two and a half years. I mean, I'll say this. I, I'll say this. If Ron Rivera is serious, and I, and I mean this, if he's serious about being here long term, 
on fixing this, he would be smart to go different direction from Scott Turner in the offseason. Um, I think a new owner would see that move has made, has been made, and it may buy Ron Rivera some time. Um, the players seem to like Ron, but I can assure you, um, Scott Turner's not it, man. He's just not. And they'll come out and defend their guy. I'm talking about the coaches. They'll defend Scott. And, you know, we already know the pedigree, what he comes from. But he's not his dad, man. I mean, let's just let's just stop believing that. He's not his dad. And, and I'm still salty. I'm not going to lie. I'm still salty over the fact that you let Kevin get out of here. And Kevin wanted that offensive coordinator job. I can, I can tell you that personally. He wanted that job. He wasn't even talked to about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I Ron already knew who he was bringing in. And Kevin leaves and goes to L.A. for one year. And they win a Super Bowl as offensive coordinator. Now he's in his first year with Minnesota as head coach. And bang, look at what they're doing. And guess who his offensive coordinator is? Can anybody take a guess? Because you're going to be surprised. Who is he? <laughs> oh, my God. Wes Phillips. Okay, Wes, Wes Phillips was the tight end coach here yep. with, with Kevin. <laughs> so he brings him to Minnesota. And bang, look at what they're doing. That's another coach, young coach day got away you had Zach Taylor you had LaFleur you had Shanahan you had McVay now it's uh you know Kevin and Wes Phillips is going to be a, a candidate for a head coaching job too <laughs> they all, they you can't come. miss on these things man yeah, they all come to this building they all need that's what should be happening here in the area but hey late thanks for being on before I let you go my man let our, listen, let our listeners know how they can reach you on social media and also how they any, anything you got coming down the pipe. Well, yeah, I man, you can check me out on social media on Twitter at Lake Lewis, on Instagram and Facebook, Lake Lewis Jr. And then, of course, you can check us out on sportsjourney.com. And, uh, you know, got, got some stuff I'll be announcing soon. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm back up here for a little bit right. and then uh, make the other move. But, as always, fellas, appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a lot of fun with you. I appreciate you, Lake. Appreciate you, Lake. All right, man. Jasper, I got you, man. Caleb Williams <laughs> to D.C. Bring him home. <laughs> I, I, I'll be there. Get them wings up in there. I, I got you, there. bro. I got you. All right. All right, man. All right. Take care. <laughs> All right, man. That's Lake Lewis. Uh, check him out on Twitter, um, at Lake Lewis. Let's go right to the next topic. All right. Um, a. Reed. You want to talk about A. Reed, man. Uh, Super Bowl champion and nine-time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl safety. Ed Reed has agreed to become the next head football coach at Bethune-Cookman University. What are your thoughts on the hire? Some of the facial expressions behind the scenes are better than the show today. I'll just say that. <laughs> I know, right? Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it, it could potentially be an impactful hire for Bethune-Cookman, right? Um, every recently just came off of being on the University of Miami staff, um, being a, a key cog in that administration and staff. So having him go to Bethune-Cookman, him being one of the, let's just be honest, one of the best defensive backs that the NFL has seen in the past 20-plus years, um, he may be able to recruit some of those guys from the from Louisiana, from Florida, and help um, infuse, that, uh, infuse that program with talent. And then we never know. Maybe this could be another, another um, Jackson State. Where the pub, where the public, um, the, the general public starts to follow, right? 
I'm torn because I know that Coach Prime, when he was hired at Jackson State, he said, I saw the movement with George Floyd and other aspects of just black culture and Black Lives Matter where that was headed. And he said that made me want to go to an HBCU. But at the same time, from what I'm hearing, Coach Prime needed to go somewhere where he could have control. And it worked out for him because he revamped Jackson State and they got him a, a big time job offer. And in this case, I heard that Ed Reed and Ed Reed's just an overall good dude um, based on all accounts. But from what I heard, he tried to go to Morgan State. Him and Ray Lewis together, yeah, and 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 yet Morgan State was saying, "Well, I'm not giving you. We're not giving you total control." So Eric was like, "Nah, well, I'm not coming in." So I think sometimes, as good as these hires are, and I'm glad that it happened right after Coach Prime leaves because it was sort of a void in 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 the HBCU world because Coach Prime left, and I feel like he's in ways feeling that. But I think people are now starting to see HBCUs as an opportunity. To start somewhere, it's like when you when you graduate college, you want to get that entry level job, knowing that once I get this experience, I'm dipping. And I just want long term viability for HBCUs because HBCUs used to run college athletics back in the day. Well, let me counter that. I, okay, I sure. Think any any opportunity you take professionally, you should look at it as a stepping stone. You shouldn't you shouldn't look at any one thing you do professionally and say. I'm going to I'm going to plant myself here. No, it's all about elevating yourself and giving yourself the, the best opportunity, because if you don't win, they will can. You, right. So you have to look at it from both sides. Sure. Um, for me, I don't think it's the same. I, I don't think that, I mean, my thoughts on the hire is that it's a great to me. It's a good. It's a great hire. I, I love it. Um, I think they're like what I like about a Reed is that he's low. He's He's he's, chill. he's low pro, he's low he's profile. Chill. Yeah, he's low profile. He's chill. You know compared, what I mean? compared, compared to, to Prime, compared Coach, to Prime. Coach Prime, we have respect. Coach Prime. So I like it. I think that you know, and like what Ray mentioned, he was trying to go to Morgan State. Him and Ray Lewis, like they, they that was a, a thing. Yeah, they try to go to Morgan really? State. It's a, it's a rumor they wanted to go to Morgan State. Him and Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis is still in, in the running, running for an HBCU it. job yeah. right now, by the way. So they both wanted two together. Wow, my alma mater. Yeah. <laughs> now, I like Damon Wilson. We already know. Yeah, I like Damon Wilson. Uh, I, think I think he's Wilson doing a great, a great job right job. now. And okay. see, that's what I'm talking about. Guys like Damon Wilson, Eddie Robinson Jr., who HBCU graduates, like it's, it's, it's in it's them. them. And they can build a winning program yeah. Yeah. without having to reach out. And like I said, if, if that's Avery's intentions, you know what? More power to him. See, that's why I like Kevin Broders. My bad. I don't want to keep you. But we had Kevin Broders on. He said, look, I'm not going to say if an opportunity don't come my way. I'm not yeah, going to be here. But I'm sure. signing the extension because this is where I want to be. However, there there's some opportunities that yeah. might uh, might lure me. So if Air Reed is up front, like this, or Coach Reed now, yeah. if he's up front and yeah, say, hey, Reed, yeah. this is where I want to be because, hey, I see this opportunity to continue to grow as a coach and blah, blah, blah. That's what's up. But I don't need to, oh, man, I'm part of the, the culture and the movement. Nah, you know what? Let's be real about the situation. That's all I'm saying. I haven't heard yet much from him, but the fact that he chose not—but you won't hear that, not that right? Because that's not, he's not that person. I mean, that's the, that's well, the thing. he's not that type of person. The fact that he didn't want to go to Morgan because he couldn't have more control—it just—it yeah. just concerns me that if that's true. I'm sorry, but if that concerns me that's because it word. says right, it concerns me because it's basically saying, look, I'm I'm going here because this is what I want to do, and this is all about me. It's not about. Yeah, but I think HBCU. I think every every person, every coach, if you can get it, wants more control. Like I wouldn't knock. Like they, it's just that he's at a, he's at the situation of power that he can get more control, right? Well, like you want more control. You want to have control so you can t- kind of build what you want. Like that's the goal, right? It's the same thing. Like with, with Coach Parcells used to say, right? I want, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just want, I want, I want to, I want to be able to buy my groceries. I want to buy my groceries. You know what I mean? I want somebody else buying my groceries. I want to buy my groceries. You want to have control of that situation. So 
everybody wants it. Now, does Ed Reed, obviously, he's in a position where of notoriety that he's able to ask for it. And if you're able to get it, then, you know, you're going to try to try to do it. I'm not going to knock him for that. But I will say this, though, to a point where it's all about your one's motives. Like I, and if, I think I believe his motives are more, I won't say more genuine, but I'll say this. He's not going to try to take attention away from the students. Like he is all about he's Ed Reed. If you look, look from what he's been as a player, as in retirement, have you ever really heard of what Ed Reed is doing outside of retirement? Not really. So he's chill. To me, he's a guy that I feel like he's going to try to do the job and do the job best, the best, of, the best he can. Well, I'll, I'll say this. If you are Ed Reed and you have been a part of a Division One program and you've done it on the top level it, at the University of Miami, right? So if you know, if you have a vision of how you want to shape and mold this program and you ask for that control, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because if you have a vision, you say, I need 100% control for me to mold this thing into what I know that it could be. And that is an elite, um, F, what is it, FCS? FCS it program. is FCS, yeah. Yep. An elite FCS program. That's one. Two, I, th- I don't think there's anyone who starts out who wants to accomplish anything and has a vision for it, wants, doesn't want control. Let's look at look, look at this right here, right? Yeah. Wole, um, you are the proprietor of the urban <laughs> forcing, right? No, seriously. Yeah, 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 seriously, yeah, yeah, like you yeah. came up with the idea. You said that. I think we all came up with the idea. Well, right? no, 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 no. You you had a vi- you had a you had a vision. You was like, man, I'm 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 tired of how sports are talked about in oh, DC yeah, 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 yeah. from just one singular perspective, right? Yeah. So you needed control to be able to mold to things how you want to, right? Mm-hmm. And That's you you know, and all and both of us have come along come along with you, mm-hmm. right? All three of us have come along along this journey together, yeah, right? Yeah. So you needed I that control because yeah. you had you had a, you had a vision. So yeah. if you have a vision for something, you need control, absolute mm-hmm. control to do something your way. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't necessarily think if you had have done this with a major um, communication, um, uh, I guess your point, a broadcaster, it, you wouldn't point, be able though. you wouldn't be able to mold it into the way you saw fit. So this is funny. This is funny to his point about that though. It's funny because in my job, my nine to five job. Like, I pitched about doing a podcast. It's crazy. Like, at my nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I wanted to do one. And, but I wanted my idea. Like, I wanted right, to yeah. what I wanted, what my, my vision Your was Your vision for it. So we had a meeting. And my vision was kind of like, exactly. Shut down. It was more their vision. Yeah. So it got to, they say, well, come up with a plan or whatever. I didn't do it. I didn't care anymore. Like, my right. passion, because my vision was done. Like, what I wanted your dream. You need to have that passion like, yeah. for your dream, and you, you know need to I mean? be able to mold that, it in the way you saw fit. Yeah, how I wanted it to be. And once I didn't, when once it wasn't my vision, I didn't want to do it anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> Why you? It's just a lot of thoughts about that. So, so <laughs> you. What's your thoughts? I, I, we don't have enough time, but we do. So, so we, we'll we got So, 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 so Wale, just imagine you didn't that that didn't work out, but you pitch your idea over at. Let's say NPR. NPR is kind of big, but NPR, yeah, let's yeah, just say, so I'm going to go to NPR. As long as you like, listen, my idea didn't work out the nine to five, but you all see my vision. This is where I want to be. However, some big comes along. I'll probably go there because this is all about advancing what I'm trying to do. I'm totally cool with that. But you come in like, oh yeah, I'm NPR and I'm part of the movement now. And I, but you really got ulterior motives or beneath, underneath that, you just, you just look at this as, as like, all right, I'm going to use this because Absolutely. NPR is hot right now. It's just like, when, whenever there's a, a, a trend out there, people jump on a trend. When a team is winning, nobody's at Wizards games right now. Let them be in the championship. <laughs> that place is going to be packed. Because 
People, oh, so people like trends. Like the, even some of the Black Lives Matter folks, they they weren't genuine where they are now. You talking about just like, like protests right? aren't for to burn down buildings. It's to advance, oh, yeah, so right? I'm just saying people jump on movements, okay, man. So and I'm just making sure he's uh, not. I'm not saying he uh, is. So I'm just saying. Just, that's why I say I'm torn. I never uh, said he was. So you're saying, okay, now I know what you're talking about. You're saying in terms of trendiness. It, it, not, trust me, if Bethune-Cookman wins the next three years, that bam is gone. I mean that that, that he's, he's no, the coach is gone. I mean, why? why Wait, I have an issue with that. That's but all right. So first, I love Coach Harbaugh. I love I love Coach Harbaugh. I love mm-hmm. him, right? He's in Michigan right now. In Michigan, mm-hmm. they, they lost and pissed me off. But, <laughs> but, he, but his whole thing was, I want to get back to my alma mater. That's his whole thing. Like, forget True, that, right? right? But he's been, up, he's been up front. But I, no, he, no he, he states in the media, like, I'm not going anywhere. But you hear reports saying, yeah, if you listen, if you listen to him, it's the, the, it's the it's next it's head coach, the next NFL team is going to offer him a job. He's willing to take it. No, I take it even. I take it even a step further. If you listen to him last year after yeah, the press see, conference, see he, he yeah. said, "I'm I, here. here. I'm here. I'm not doing I'm all in the NFL. I'm, I'm not chasing any Same NFL thing. jobs. I'm here." But this is this. I think this is the the biggest thing that everyone misconstrues when we when we talk about HBCU college football, college sports, and coaches. College sports is a business. It's mm-hmm. capitalism. It's either you produce. If you produce, you get elevated. If you don't produce, you get fired. If I'm a coach who's elevated a program yeah. and I've taken them to, to to three FCF um, to three FCF championships, yeah. or even let's co- coach Prime, I took them to two um, celebration bowls, right? Yeah. Back yeah. to back, right? Yeah, yeah. I've elevated that program. Um, I, I, A, I've shown that I, what I can do, so you need to compensate me. Uh-huh. And B, you need to give me more power. And that happens anywhere in America, any industry that, you, any industry that you're involved in. So they're either going to elevate you uh-huh. or they're going to terminate you. All right, so it's a poll on Twitter for us. Um, we got uh, the, the poll is, do you expect A. Reed to have a prime, coach prime effect on Bethune-Cookman and HBCU football? Um, and the poll has 69% no, 31% yes. I right. totally agree with that. See, again, y'all got to understand my perspective. Y'all should know where I stand. Before know, all, uh, before, before all this started, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm starting to see that our, our institutions are getting closer in terms of our letters yeah, yeah, to getting right. back to where yeah. they're on top. Because, again, this is where we were at one point. And I remember when Coach Brodus first came on with us, he just validated. He was like, man, when I was at Grambling, it was as many – NFL players walking around that campus is Georgia. But, of course, these big schools came with the dollars years later, and here we are. Um, so I want to see us get back to that point. And I'm not all about just big names. That's just me. Mo Williams is the coach at Jackson State right now in basketball. Mo Williams yeah. was the coach at Alabama State last year. Both of his teams are struggling. Yeah. He got um, first swag win, I think, this week. Yeah, and, and he even made, a, he even made a, a passionate plea that never made it to the mainstream. And he said, please, if we just get a fraction of who was attending those football games, we would do – we would do so well. Our our guys could benefit from having more support, but nobody's at our games. And it just speaks to the fact that I, I love Ed Reed. We already know he was a phenomenal player. I'm just saying, I don't I'm pumping the brakes about just everything involved with this because I don't know A if he's gonna have success just because of who he is. Um as many people Reggie Theus is the basketball coach there. He's the he's the ADT. It, it, it's no it's no discussion about that. So Guys, there are some guys who we don't talk about immediately. Damon Wilson has been one who he's been successful for so so many years. And see, with the conferences now starting to work together, I just feel like we're going to continue to move in the right direction. And if Ed Reed is part of that, awesome. If he's not, awesome. Um, I'm not disagreeing with y'all. I'm just saying it's just a discussion. No, 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 we're good. No, I agree. I I think you have valid points. Uh Oh, my thing is that like 
my my whole thing is that I, I think Ed Reed's motives, it depends on your actions. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's such a from from a from a distance, and I don't know Ed Reed. I don't. But from a distance, he seems like a humble individual. You know what I mean? And I feel like the stuff that we saw with Coach Prime, even towards the end, where he was visiting Colorado, not getting, and not you know, instead of having these kids wondering like, "Hey, yo," what, and we had we we're going to talk about this interview we we did when when the kid pretty much described how some of these kids were probably feeling at that situ- at that time. You're not going to get that with Ed Reed, in my opinion, because Ed Reed, from his body of work and what we've seen from Ed Reed, the player, and even outside the NFL as a retired player, hasn't really seemed like a player that would do anything like that. I'm, and again, I'm not knocking. Again. I'm not knocking a play a coach for leaving an organ leaving leaving an institution at all. That's not my argument. I'm just saying that I feel like Ed Reed's Ed Reed will be good for those kids and good for that program because it won't to me it won't just be about Ed Reed. That's my thing. It won't just be about Ed Reed. Okay, so when you make that statement, is it accurate? For me to yes, you probably could assume that. <laughs> assume that you think Dion was more about Coach Prime was more about himself more? than the program. Yes, I can say that. Um, so I, I, I'll say this: um, you go ahead. That none of us actually know what went on behind the yep. scenes. Right? No, we All I know is what I've read and kind of the um, I followed the Coach Prime on Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so I watched some uh, like the first two episodes of that special, right? From what I saw, um, he looked like a man who was all in. He looked like a man who gave from his pocket to those kids and to that program. So true. All true. Right? Um, So I think... Yeah. So I think it's a bit unfair for us to say he wasn't... He made it about himself when in actuality... um, the reality is he look, Coach Prime Deion Sanders. He's he's a star. He's yes, a mega star, right? Star. And he true. has a uh, flamboyant, not, not a vivacious personality that attracts a lot of attention and All attracts true. people, All right? True. All true. So for us to say it was about him and not about the emphasis wasn't on that program or those kids, I think that's. I didn't say. I didn't say. No, it. no he didn't say that. Didn't he just said it. if it was if he had to lean one way, it's more about him, him. than it was I about didn't them. Say that it was. Oh, oh no, no, but, okay, okay. So I, I think it's, it's I think it's unfair for us to say. He was more about himself compared to the program. I, I think he, I think he may not necessarily come out and say it, but here's the thing: Ed Reed and Coach Prime are two different people, as Wale well, keeps pointing out. And people. unfortunately, because <laughs> Coach Prime set the bar so high for someone who came in who had NFL status and changed the program at an HBCU and made it—I mean, college game day went to an went HBCU. That yes. that is huge. Coach Prime did an amazing job. Yeah. This is no knock on him. No. I want to give Coach Ed Reed his opportunity to do him and not necessarily. That's the mistake that I think a lot of us have made is we want the next Coach Prime. Let's not do that. Um, Because, again, HBCU has a lot of rich culture when it comes to football. We interview a a dude, a player, excuse me, young man who he's going to the league next year. And he was on the campus of Bethune-Cookman. And it still didn't create much buzz. I'm just saying, like, it's it's a whole lot that needs to happen to HBCUs. That's bigger than, of course, the Coach Primes and the Coach Aries of the world. And we know that, where institutions have to put more into athletics. And then, of course, alumni, it's a lot that goes into it. And that's why there's so many advocates out there now who are pushing it. And it's working. And I'm I'm joining the, 
I'm joining that movement. No, you are. I'm, I mean, like, I commend both of y'all for what y'all do with the HBC. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate like, it. The, the <laughs> no, no, no. Real, too, real talk. I appreciate yeah, it. No, I commend, I commend both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys, with, with the interviews, you bring a spotlight to yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you say, sorry to tap you in shot. Right, you all right? <laughs> nah, I'm, not offended, I'm not offended, bro. Like, I'm not offended, bro. Like, Some people think, like, oh, you touch me, you're trying to get aggressive or something. Right, like, what the? Nah, 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 I'm aware of. This is a good discussion, actually. I'm aware of other people. But no, over time with the Urban I know, right? I say this, I'll say this. When you say it needs, when you say we need more than, like, a Coach Prime, I'll say this. I think we. We need people like him who could bring yeah, that agree. celebrity and can bring investment into the HBCUs, right? So, you know, if if we say that one of the most important most important part for HBCU sports programs is investment of dollars, right? Yeah. You need, you need let's just be frank. You need a market. And, to, and today, in today, in today, in today's era, people yeah. care about big names. People care about celebrities. This is true. So you need to have. Someone like that who will bring in that sort of attention, right? Like, look, we could have, you could have, let's let's just say, um, Maryland Eastern Shore. Both of you guys are graduates of Maryland Eastern yeah, Shore. Yeah, they beat Temple a couple weeks ago. I know, good, good All right, let's say Maryland Maryland Eastern Shore goes on to be can, can, can have a streak of four or five years of being dominant in basketball, yeah. right? So it'll bring some attention. Sure, yeah, it it'll bring some attention sure. and it'll be some cachet to that program, sure, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. But in order for it to sustain, in order for it to um, keep eyes on it, you're going to need either a player or mm-hmm. a coach with a personality Agreed. that can sustain that amount of attention for that. people to come and flock mm-hmm. and bring that investment to the program. I think... You know, I mean, you don't, I if you don't agree, agree if, I actually agree with that. I'm if you, you don't agree, agree with that, that, let me know. I'm going to tell you why I agree with that. I'm going to tell you why I agree with that. So it's true. Like I said, the same thing I mentioned about how, you know, like there's, there's, there's college programs everywhere that we can, you can use that as an example. That um, you can as an example. You have to have a, they were, when we were younger, they weren't, this is what great, but it's, you, have, you have to sustain success though. To so your point though, you're That's right. Per- but to, I guess it's both of you. No, no, that. they don't need us. They don't have no celebrity. No, no, they don't. But this, but to his point though, about but sustained, they had major coach, NBA players. Saying, like you have to have you. Yeah, they have had NBA players. They've so had, have to so, so that's so that. Excuse but me, and I'm going to cut you. But that's and that's the celebrity. Actually, that's the celebrity. It agrees. It's, it's, for both, it's for both of you all though. It's both of y'all points though. So I, this is what the, you don't have like with Ray saying you don't, you didn't come in with a major celebrity to kind of build your program. But to Will's point, you had to have a it had to be sustained success. So Gonzaga had fell off at that time frame. They, you wouldn't know who Gonzaga is at all. But since they kept winning and winning, they won every year. Like, they win every year. So that's the reason why you built that program. And also now the coach is now a big name because it sustains success. But you got to sustain it, though. This is the thing. You got Our schools don't sustain it. It's enforced it, but it's the truth. Look, we talk about no first thing all the time, right? We do. We talk about because that coach is mean. Like, for the basketball coach, he's mean, bro. But he has to, for him – to, for the, his program to be where it needs to be at, they got to have sustained success and have tournament runs, which is hard. So to, to, for both of that, for, for that argument, I, I agree with both of you. Now, in terms of like so celebs, I, I agree with that too, dude. I do. I think that you do need in anything. You got to have a, like there's a figurehead, right? A figurehead that's going to put eyes on put eyes on you. So. With that though, it still has to be a mixture of success with the figurehead though, right? You can't just have a figurehead and, just, and look at Eddie George. Like Eddie George at Tennessee State, he's a figurehead, but who cares about his program? Because they're not they're not winning. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta have a figurehead, but also win at the same time. 
I do. It is easier to have that player, have that that former player or that that celebrity or whatever you want to call it, to bring attention to your school. I think I think it is needed to a certain extent. I love this discussion, and and that's why I'm not heatedly disagreeing with you at all. I love what you're saying. Um, Gonzaga, VCU, these programs, they built them the right way and they sustained success without the celebrity push. And I'm going to give you a classic example. I promise this is my mic drop right here, literally. I'm going to knock it off or something. Um, Howard, again, I, I cover Howard now. Yeah. It's, it's been a blessing. Yeah. Howard's had Diddy come on the BT Awards, the biggest award show. And no, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let yeah, me say this. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, and, right. And, and he said, I'm dropping a million dollars. They got Steph Curry who invested in the golf sure. program. It's celebrities all involved. Chad Bozeman. Yeah. Felicia Rashad, you name it, Howard got so many people, excuse me, attached to them. However, the athletics program struggled because there's still some changes that are occurring that will get them to that place. It's not because of the celebrities. Trust me. I agree. I was at, I was at the game the other day, great basketball game. Howard is better than Georgetown right now, and they need to be talked about just as much as Georgetown. <laughs> Georgetown got a celebrity. They freaking suck. Um, and then you got sure. you got 583 people that missed an ex- – I mean, 583 people who attended a basketball game mm-hmm. at a college. That I know the students are on break, but trust me, I've been there when the students are, are, are around too. And it, it's just like when we went to school, dude, it's a social event. They don't really come to see the, the games. We, there should be more people in the stands at Howard, but it's not. I don't care how many celebrities or, or donors. They got a Jumpman deal. Yeah, bro. Jordan, yeah. Jordan sponsors them. It, it, it's going to take so much. And, and Kenneth Blakeney is doing such a great yeah, job. And I think job. he's on the right path. Same thing with Coach Jones. And it's going to take more of us to continue to push the right type of program building in order to 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 lay the foundation and not just bring in big names. Because Howard's got every big name you can think of. They got the dollars. They do. And and yet the football team and the basketball team don't get the support that they should. Period. Yeah, the only well, thing I would say look, to that I'll, is I'll, what I would say to that is though, I'm not talking to when I'm talking about celebrities, I'm not talking about celebrities on the outside. I'm not talking about boosters. I'm talking about in your I'm talking about your coach. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. I don't that don't mean because Chris Paul is pushing whoever. That's a big thing. He's a graduate from yeah, Winston Salem State now, actually. Nothing. Like to me, and I, he I don't central. Care, I don't care yeah. about your money. I don't care about your I'm talking about the coaches, I think you gotta have a figurehead like that, like somebody who represents your program there. Like that's what I'm when I mean I'm sorry, when I mean celebrity, I'm talking about the coach. Okay. Or the player. Like when you talk about you may get a player that's the mo- the best player in the country and I was basketball, football's a little harder, but basketball, you still be the best player in the country in basketball. That is what I'm talking about. Like that pub like getting LeBron to your HBCU. You know what I'm saying? Like that is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about in that. terms of what though, to in order to get, get the, the program where it needs to be, get your attention, and but I, to captivate, like I, so I so I can captivate your attention. So now, if I got that coach, now that coach is going to be on ESPN. I mean, that team's going to be on ESPN for real. It can't hurt. Yeah. I, I'm not again. That's I'm not I'm disagreeing. Saying. I just love the discussion. Yeah, I, I I just feel like programs like Gonzaga and VCU, no, they no, didn't no. they didn't do these yeah, things, because, and and yeah, and and, and, and it's worked out. And I think even if you bring I, my point is with Howard, there's so much celebrity yeah. status on in and around that. That campus and that institution, along with the dollars, is just there's some changes that have to happen, no, and that. um, and it's not because they're not trying; they, they are working they are on trying. it, and it's and it's coming, it's evolving. Yeah. Like I see Robert Jones, to me, the way he's built this program, he's done it right. Yeah, I would have no problem. Say, yeah. I would hate to lose him, but I I would have no problem him taking a a, a job at another program that's yeah. maybe bigger, and it's an elevation for him because I think again he's done work. it and. He played a new pouts. We won't even know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Um, so he can relate to the small program, mid-major program building it. But like I said, it's no right or wrong answer. I don't think it's just, I think Coach Prime, again, laid this blueprint that is going to be really difficult to replicate, but we're all expecting that. Yeah. Okay. One question. You said sure. you wouldn't be mad if Robert Jones took a, a bigger position, right? No, I wouldn't. 
Why would you be upset if he took one opposed to another coach who I know, came I, I know, in I think I know and said, I think I know what's answer. <laughs> I think I know what's I've already kind of, I've already kind of, I've said that know, already. From, you know again, again, he he's somebody who was an assistant for many years, and mm. this is this is what he's doing to build his profile. Every he was an assistant as well, but we know who he is. We know the status that he comes in with. This is what he wants to do. It's clear that he just wants us to be a stepping block to something more. We don't know that. I think because we he he would he would have took he would he would have went to Morgan. I think if if he if he did not want something bigger, I think I think he I right? think he went to Bethune because he knew Bethune is desperate and I can, I can okay. do what I need to do there. Let me ask you this. Let me just well that, that that's true too. I mean, well, you're right. You're right, Will. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm I, some of this is speculating. Yes. Some of this is what I'm hearing, okay. and right. I apologize. So, so let me so let me ask you this. Do <laughs> you think it would be easier for Edry to get a a Division One coaching job if he goes to Bethune-Cookman and is successful opposed to staying at the University of Miami and being on that staff? It works both ways because Coach Larry Scott, he was a – man, that bro was a tight ends coach, just that at all the major programs, Miami, you name it. And eventually that head coaching job, it, it came it came calling. Look at this year. Without COVID and stuff, he found – shared MEAC championship. I think it still can happen. I really do. I, I just feel like it's all about kind of what – your mindset is going into a job as to what you want and what you want to get out of. And I think what he wants to get out of this is similar results to Coach Prime. Maybe not the same personality, but I'm going to rebuild this HBCU program. We're going to be successful. And then when Miami calls, I'll be the head coach there eventually. Right, but, but okay, so if it's mission accomplished if he if he builds the program up, right? That's mission accomplished right there. I, I mean, so I, I'm okay you, with that too. That I'm okay mission, with that. Then you go, then you, then, then it's okay for you to. Sure. I'm not, again, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying this is, as far as me and what my vision is for what HBCUs, I, it's going to be dope to see how Jackson State turns out. If Jackson State next year is a 9-10 win team and they're in the celebration bowl, yeah. I'm like, but, bet. Coach Prime, that effect continues to linger. But if yeah. it's the LeBron Cleveland effect, like they just go from a championship squad to a lottery team because that one big person rolled out, that's a problem for me. That means we're not sustaining success like we need to be. Yeah, but this is, a, this is what I will say. And we talk about sustaining success. And <clears throat> the examples you mentioned, I think I mentioned this on, a, I think we were interviewing another person on HBCU. I can't remember who we were talking about. It may be Coach Brodus. I'm just trying to think who it was. It's all good. Um, but it's just easy. In basketball, in, t- in basketball, it's totally different from football. Is that that Sustained success in basketball and the opportunity to build your program is that it's not just having winning seasons. You got an opportunity to play against the big boys, and then then you have an opportunity to play the big boys in the, in the postseason. And you get out if you knock off mm. the if you knock off those teams, True. then then you sustain success. It's not just winning your conference. You got to get into the tournament and win. And I think in basketball, you have you have a better opportunity to do that than you do in football. Like in football, they're in the swag. You're not going to get an opportunity to play, say, in Alabama and knock them off unless Alabama puts you on their schedule. You know what I'm saying? So at least, so for instance, Norfolk State or which Morgan State? Could you polite to use UMES? Morgan State can beat, have an opportunity to play Duke in the tournament and knock off Duke. They have that opportunity, which is a, me- a mega school. So if they beat Duke, what does that happen? And they can continue to win off of that alone. Then they have the opportunity to build their program the way, like we talk about Gonzaga, like we talk about VCU. VCU was good because, to your point, because they got they get the opportunty. They to, beat Duke in the yeah. They beat Eric Maynard. Yeah. So Shaka so Shaka got more built. So he, it was consistent. They had a routine. They had a, a good program. 
it's easier in basketball, to your point. Like, I think it's easier in basketball to do it compared to football. Football, it's harder. It's totally um, harder. Um, for, for those reasons, but it's also the FCS system that's the problem. That too. North Dakota State wins every freaking year. There, there's no reason why HBCU was not in the FCS playoff this year. It's ridiculous. So it, that's what I'm saying. It's so much bigger than just names and 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 certain people's dollars. It's it, it's, it's it's TV rights. It's all types yes. of stuff that are not necessarily going in our favor right now, and that needs to change. And that's what I'm here for. You know what I mean? Not just okay. Let's bring in every big name, and then the big names roll out. That's what I'm saying. I I think our discussion will be. It's going to be interesting to see how Jackson State does this, this, this upcoming season when they have a lot of talent already. And with the SWAC, they still have a blueprint to win the SWAC, but, but we'll enforced, see. Because Alabama State is, is really good. good. But it's enforced. Like, this is the thing, though. In all, in, you know, with coaches, they, they did regardless in, in all schools, though. That's the thing. They don't stay. Like, Buddy Pugh is, like, very rare in, like, in South Carolina, South Carolina State. They don't stay that many they don't stay that long you know what i'm saying depending like, on where you it's are it's a business no, it's no, a business no, just like nah it depends on where you are like, that, that's what i'm saying see we don't view it as as, as like the wisconsin's where and and some jobs that have long tenure coaches yeah. a lot of a lot of jobs do but hbcus don't that, okay that's fair that's fair and i know you always knock me for saying that's fair but no it, it's, it's it's a business it, it too, there are two there are two variables to it it's young a coaches, business are you talking about old coaches or young coaches though i guess my, that's my thing because young coaches don't stay long often like Lane the Kiffin, best. to me, is not the standard. Growing up, we saw Bobby Bowden. We yeah. saw Steve Spur. We saw people that stayed in the you, same so job. What you just, what you just said, though? It's, it's right. a thing in the past, it's you saying? Different. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's different. Because now you got NFL jobs that try to get you a young coach. You don't stay there. All right, look at the dude from Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma. Young and, and, and a dog. Where do you go to, USC? Greater True. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I'm saying. Like, they don't. I'm telling you, like, if you're talking about, to your, if you're talking about older coaches, they're going to stay. Younger coaches... They're going to look for the best option I offer in all genres. You see it. Well, well, you know what? That that is definitely again valid. Uh, I'm not even debating. I'm just I'm just adding to the discussion. Yeah. What did Kevin Broder tell us? And again, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. he he said Coach Thompson said I want to coach at HBCU, but they can't pay me. Yeah, he said that. He said again, that. people, it's, there are some reasons yes, that people don't true. stay HBCUs that doesn't sure. factor in. Lincoln Riley could have made big money at Oklahoma, had a great yes. life there. So he that's a little bit different. His reason for leaving is a little bit different to me. HBCU is like, man, it's just not enough this, not enough that. And oh, we, you know okay. what I'm saying? And, and that's that's the frustrating part. What Coach Prime did that I like is he brought in big name coaches who were saying, you know what? I'm not about the money. I like yes. what he's doing and I want to build it. That's what I'm talking about. I just wanted to be about the HBCU culture <laughs> and where we're supposed to be because it's unfair that so many young African-American talented athletes don't go to their own schools. I'm just serious. For real. It's messed up. They go, there are some coaches who grew up down south. I mean, racist. It's in their, it's in their DNA. Not oh, saying, that, I'm just yeah. saying, and you, but yet, about. if they want to win, they're going to recruit a, Why you think Adolph Rupp, he got schooled and he eventually changed their heart? I still don't think he really cared for black folks too much, but he had to. Black, I mean, clearly black athletes were superior. They were balling. He had to make a, he had to make a pivot. Yeah. He had to. And that's real talk. That's real. Talk. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, I, I, right, that's though. just me, man. No, nah, you're, look, bro. I, 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 I'm, I would go somewhere. Sometimes we go to white malls or something like that because I don't want to go to PG Plaza. <laughs> for real. Be- I'm, I'm just being, I'm just being real. Plaza, like, if man. I know, I, I, for real. So they see a white, a white institution. For real. And I have nothing wrong with white. I'm mixed with white. Dag on it. If, 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 if I see that a bigger opportunity, a better opportunity, I'm going to go. I mean, definitely. That's natural. Like you saying. Yeah. Advancement. We, we've all left I, different I, jobs. I said PG Plaza not too long ago. Wait, why we got <laughs> ain't that wrong with PG Plaza, but PG Plaza ain't, it ain't certain. It's not, it, it's just not certain. Plaza, it's not Pentagon City. Mall. Yeah, Fort, Iverson Mall. Fort, 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 Fort. Yeah, anytime we go to a mall just for snickerdoodles, it speaks to 
Level of the mall, yes. Iverson Mall, we go for cookies or or, or Forza Forza Mall, mall. you go for cookies. Exactly. So that's my point, man. And and that's a that's a problem. Why 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 is that? Why is it like that? I don't know. Now you ain't gonna see me in Iverson Mall tomorrow. It's it's a lack of investment. There you go. That's my whole point. If we all start to advocate and invest into our institutions, we will change this together. But as long as it's oh, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna keep going to Pentagon as long as they got the better the better product. Then that, and, and I'm gonna go here for cookies. I'm gonna go to HBCU for a rally, yeah. When, they, when somebody gets shot, but then I'm going back. I'm going back to the big spot. I'm just saying for real, man. I'm, I'm so to the University of Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just it. saying, and, and to some it. people who really oh, don't man. even care. I mean, look, Jerry Jones. That photo came out. Why was anybody surprised? <laughs> he told me I was just looking. No, you weren't just looking, bro. You was making sure they weren't coming to your school, slept. Like, but you know, you winning with the N words now. It's the truth. Come on, man. Am I am I wrong? I'm, and I have none against white folks and, and or white institutions, man. I, I I promise you, I don't. I'm just saying, like, it's it's a problem when our own schools can't get can't land the top talent. That's a problem. Y'all don't think so? No, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that's t- I don't think that's That's what I'm saying. And and I don't think Ed Reed is gonna change that okay, alone. Right. It's gonna be so much oh, more. All, like I, mean, I don't it's, think it's, it's gonna be we gotta have a celebrity right? movement. That's what I'm saying. We gotta it's, fix it's, the system. It's, 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 what you say? No, it's, Maybe it's, I'm bugging. It's, what time no, it's is systemic. It? It's systemic, right? <laughs> it's it's systemic, right? And Round table literally. Yeah, no, but but I but I do think if you if you think about it, if you think about just where we are in American culture, right? What's the one thing that attracts people? Celebrity, right? Yeah. Someone like you said, well, like someone who's famous, who's a figurehead, yeah, right. Like people want a winner. People in are society, obsessed with in, in today's society. People are Social obsessed media, with bro. celebrity. True. Look how many people. It's true. Look how many I mean, people get on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and do dances or true, or man. post things from right. their everyday life. Like people want to be notarized. People want celebrity. The urban sports scene is different. Bottom line, we've been doing this fourteen years. If it was about money, we'd be doing something different. Facts. For real, because. Facts. We, we have a certain we have a certain type of brand, you know what I'm saying? Like real talk, like uh, Will T, you you don't do half the stuff we do because you like I ain't selling out, you know what I'm saying? But yet you try to, <laughs> but yet you try to tell these folks as well. Look, our, per, our personal <laughs> no, no, perspective. No, 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 I mean, for no, real, I'm we, not telling. Look, look, so I'm not saying I don't say I don't. There are certain things I just don't want. <laughs> I'm to not do. being yeah. pimped. Yeah. That was your I, word. Yeah. There are certain things I'm just yeah. not going to choose. It's not my personality. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys, like I'm not going to say. I'll say this, you guys. Welcome attention more than I do. I think that's fair to say, right? Nah, I don't welcome attention. Nah, I'm all about where. You know, I welcome attention. Okay, yes, okay, okay. Yeah. So, well, like you, you welcome ten- attention yeah. more than I do, right? Yeah, I want like, to smoke. I just like, yo, I'm like Al Heyman. I just want to be in the background. Cool. Like I want, I want all the smoke. You know what I'm saying? I, I just want to be in the background. That's my thing. That's you know what I mean? yeah. That that's what we differ. I mean, I'm being real, and that, and that's cool. Um, man, interesting discussion. I'll say that, man. I will say that. Yeah, man, we need to have this. Is this is what the urban sports scene should be about? These real it's the, conversations. It's the truth. Yeah, that's, it's the truth. It's, it's, it's the truth. That's real talk. <laughs> it's the truth because I just feel like, see, I, I don't, I don't like the way I'm coming across because, again, I don't want, I don't, right. want, I don't want it to be a race issue. I really don't. I'm just saying. No, I, I don't it, think. I, just anything, saying, I don't think you, you said anything. You oh. said that would be perceived. No, you just as said race. that you want your you, home people look. To to like invest in okay their and, own see, and see and see and and and, and, and and the Look, thing is I'll, like I'll, 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 okay I'll, go ahead my bad this may be interpreted wrong yeah. but I'll say it anyway um, when I was young just starting out in corporate America I, I worked at an investment bank right mm-hmm. one of the um, three owners of the bank was Jewish mm-hmm. right and he told me. He says, no, I'm not about to step. I'm yeah. not about to, no, I'm not to say anything that's critical. Uh-huh. He said, you know, um, this was after the Bill Cosby 
Um, this was back in 2004 when Bill Cosby was on the NAACP panel and he said that something about black men and oh, he yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me one of the biggest issues issue that, that he has or that he sees within our community, African-American community, is when it comes to something being on the spotlight, we don't stick together. Meaning, mm. if Bill Cosby had had that thought, he should have kept that thought behind closed doors mm. and shared it with his people. His circle of people. W- with his circle of people and, and gone about changes. And not bring and not air it out in the public. So what you just saying, Ray, is you are deeply passionate about HBCU institution. And you did you're not knocking anyone else. Yeah. You're not saying anyone yeah. else is it, it's something wrong with those institutions. You're just saying, I love my institutions. Yeah. I put these institutions first. I have nothing against any other institution, right. but these institutions are deeply, I'm deeply passionate about that and they're close to my heart. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that. and it took me a while to get to that point. That's, what's, that's, that's what I want to change. Like when I was younger, again, we, we grew up watching the ACC, Duke and Maryland. I mean, great, ba- great basketball. Big, big so when, when, I went to, when I went to UMS, there was a professor. He was trying to tell me like, bro, you know, we actually used to compete with schools like this because we were better than them at one point. And I was like, right. so whatever, bro. Like, you tripping. And he used, to, he used to get so frustrated with me. Like, do you really go here? I remember him asking me that. Everybody around started laughing. Like, are you a student here? You know what I mean? Um, and I was just like, yeah. But again, part of me was so, I, I was so indoctrinated, so to speak, with the stuff that I grew up watching. But and now that I'm older, and then there's some things I haven't been doing over the years to make sure that change is implemented. Like, I just started donating again to, to UMS. I just started. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, but I can't be out here saying this for attention, yeah, and, and then not, I'm not doing it. So that's why I'm not. That's why I'm emphasizing. I'm not being critical of Air Reed or anybody, Coach Air Reed. I don't want to disrespect him because there's something like when we had y'all talk on that. She's the, she is somebody who is. I mean, she is so knowledgeable and she's a real true advocate. I'm trying to to join people like her because I remember one time she tweeted out, and I said this when we interviewed her. Like, if you don't have your school. And your bio on social media, get out of here. You're not even representing your own school yet. So how are you going to advocate for HBCUs? You ain't advocating for your own school. And I was like, dang. I was like, wow. I, I didn't even have that. So it, it's some things that I've learned about myself. Um, and then I've grown. You know, I've matured over the years, and which is why I'm seeing the world differently, of course. But it, I'm glad I, I I'm glad that I started and we started this movement before all this attention because, again, some people just hop onto a cause. There are some people who are like shout out to the Blue Blood, shout out to George Templeton, who they love co- covering college sports and they've been they've been doing this following Howard Athletics. George been following Howard yeah, for years. Know, yeah. Like it's, it's not something that they're jumping on because oh HBCUs are hot now. Let's let's jump on the bandwagon, which is kind of what Prime said. And I'm like nah, man, like that is bigger than this. Yeah. It's not I'm gonna jump on something while it's hot because when it cools off, then it goes away, yeah. and that's a problem for me. Yeah, man. It's, it's, Told you we ain't really have enough time. That's why it's like. Nine fifteen. Man, right, but man, we can have part two of this next week. Yeah, we can. We can. We definitely could. Though. Yeah, if I'm here, let me. Yeah, I'm checking to see if, if, if I if I be this Wizards game. And again, I, don't, I again part of why I don't cover the Wizards is because I'm I'm invested right now into HBCUs, man. And yeah, well, I'm about to take us a break though because we got we going we have an HBCU thing actually after this on the other side of the break. Okay, so it's part of our H, our HBCU corner segment. We'll play our interview with now Jackson State University safety Asias Guthrie after the break. Listen to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. Deuces on Empire Media. That's the Urban Sports Scene on Empire Media. <laughs> EmpireMedia.com. Dot com. Straight out of ATL. Got young one. Chopping that thing, baby. Swiss beats. Full surface. Come on. Come on. 
with Wole and Ray, and we are part of Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. It's time for HBCU Corner. Over the weekend, our guest made his decision to go to Jackson State University. Prior to that, he was at Dell State, where he was the first team defense All-MEAC and 2021 Hero Sports Freshman All-American. We had this man on a while back. He is no stranger to the show. We bring to you Asias Guthrie, a.k.a. X, and welcome back to HBCU Corner with the Urban Sports Team. What's going on, X? What's up, man? What's up? Appreciate you guys for having me back, man. It's good, man. A lot, a lot, a lot is happening, man. Glad to have you back, though. Yeah, a lot is happening. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you, you're glad the process is over with, I'm sure. But as, as he mentioned, we had you on before. And we asked you about homecoming. We asked all our guests about homecoming. And you went to Dell State, but you came on here and said Lincoln was the best homecoming. So now you head to Jackson. And, <laughs> hey, Travis Hunter went to Jackson because of the homecoming, in, in addition to Prime. What you expecting, bro, as you move forward? Your your opinion on homecoming is about to change, I believe. Oh, most – I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> stuff, stuff in the South is totally different. It's a totally different ballgame. Up here, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it's a great time, but on a regular week, on a regular um, game day uh, weekend, you're going to see 40,000 people So mm-hmm. in the stands. And then imagine how many is out, outside, you know, tailgating. So I think homecoming down there is definitely going to be one for the books. How do you think – I have a question about that. How do you think your transition is going to be from going from, you know, basically the north to the south? Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm excited for it, but I'm definitely anxious to get out there, you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. get the started. Um, while I'm anxious, I'm also um, – I'd be, I'd be lying to you if I said I'm not a little scared about it, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be the farthest uh-huh. side um, from home. Um, but I have a great support system behind me, so I know, I know it's going to be as smooth as possible. I know that the coaching staff is going to help me with everything as well. Let me, let me correct that. East to the South. I'm saying North for East to the South. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm geeking today, bro. I told you he's working out and whatnot. But let's go right into it, man. What, you know, you're going to Jackson State University. What made that decision for you? What made your decision to Jackson State University over some of the other schools that, like Morgan State or whatnot? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I created some great relationships through this whole process, you know, just talking to coaches weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, just different stuff, just trying to build relationships throughout the process. And I got to uh, really create some great bonds with a lot of good coaches. Um, and so it wasn't an easy, an easy decision at all. 
But for me, it was all about the right fit. You know, it's, when I say the right fit, I mean as far as being able to fit into a, to, it's like fitting into a puzzle, right? Like that piece may fit, but it don't really fit. You get what uh-huh. I'm saying? There, but that's not the right piece. You got to go with that piece to put in there. So whereas where I was at some places, I felt like it was the right fit. But when I got to Jackson, I'm like, oh, no, this this is the fit that I'm talking about. Uh-huh. You know. So as a safety, what's going to what's going to be that? What's that? What were you looking for in Jackson State? What did Jackson, Jackson State provide for you thinking about how this system is going to work for you as a safety? as one of the better safeties in the country. Um, I mean, football is football. Uh-huh. You know, football is football. There's so many different ways. Um, There's only but so many different ways you can play the game uh-huh. as far as offense goes, as far as defense goes. And so I've I've been able to been coached by a lot of great guys who have put their own little touch on me and gave me the tools to, to excel in, in a lot of different defensive schemes. So the defensive scheme to me wasn't as important as it was just making sure I was around the right people. Um, I know I'm going to be able to play at a high level no matter where I go. That's just the type of player I am. Um, and so that that as far as the scheme goes, it wasn't very. Um, it wasn't much of a difference for me, especially being that um, I just met the D coordinator like two days ago. So, yeah. Okay, so prior to us coming on, I, I talked to you a little bit about being a parent. You post all the time about being a father. And when we first spoke with you, you just sounded so excited. That's one of the, the yeah. first things you told us about yourself. And that's a blessing, man, to have a child and to be able to direct a child like that. So Coach Prime, of course, just left. Well, he's going to ask you about him in a little bit. But he took his whole family with him to Jackson. Yeah. Uh, how did that factor into your decision? The fact that you that you are a father, can you see yourself raising a child in that area? Let's just say after a pro career or whatever you choose to do with your life, could you see yourself settling down in an area like Jackson? How did that factor in again? Just your overall decision making. Yeah. Um. So my dad is from St. Louis, so his family kind of gives like me that little down south type vibe, uh-huh. that country type vibe, but. I didn't really fully know how, how it was. You know what I'm saying? You always hear about Southern hospitality. But when, like, it's it's crazy down there. You know what I'm saying? So I could definitely see myself raising my son down there. I know that I got 60,000 people that's behind me, you know mm. what I'm saying? That, that's willing to, to, to do anything I need to be done in order for me to make sure that I'm in the best position possible. And so that just goes back to the, the right fit part, right? So it, it's a lot going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially, like, I was talking to Delaware State guys yesterday, just talking to them um, about, like, how I feel like their process should go and how I feel like they should take things. Um, but I also let them know, like, the SWAC versus the, the MEAC, whereas, yeah, the MEAC might win that game, but it's a totally different level of community and, and how I feel about their teams. You know what I'm saying? Win, lose, or draw at Jackson State, whether they're going 5-6 and six or 12-0 or, or, or 12-1, whatever it is, you're going to see at least 20,000 people, at least 20,000 people in those stands. This is true. Where I, where I, where I, as when I was at Dell State, um, even when we was on a hot streak, you know, we wasn't seeing no more than 2,000. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. level to the, to the level of football that's being played and how serious they take their schools. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, no, definitely, I could definitely see myself raising my son there. Um, and, and I know that, that if I was to, 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 I mean, I won't be able to bring him down immediately. Uh-huh. Um, that's going to be a little hard, but mm-hmm. it's all about the process for me. You know what I'm saying? Sticking out to the process. Nice. I, I have a question. I mean, what you, you harped on, and I agree with you that, you know, SWAC schools, 
typically have better attendance. Why why do you think that is? Um I don't know. I mean, it, it, you can feel it, you can feel it in the vibe just being around Jackson and going back to Delaware State like people in Delaware State like they don't want to be at Delaware State. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Now get you I hear you I hear you. From New York, um from New York, the DMV and everyone's like, damn, like Dover got this, Dover got that. So they're coming from a big city, coming to a small city, mm. stuff like that. Whereas down in the South, they'd be like, they'd be from Louisiana, mm. or they'll be from Jackson, or they'll be from mm-hmm. Mississippi. Very good point. They, like I said. That's home. That's their home. They, mm-hmm. they that's home and they love their home. And so they're always going to go a thousand percent for their home. It's so much, it's way more bigger than just a school for them. Mm-hmm. Where, that, whereas Delaware State, yeah, you graduate, and yeah, you're alumni, and yeah, you come back for homecoming. No, they're coming back every week for this game. They're coming back every week for this game. So, yeah. I mean, it's just like it's their home, and they treat it as, they treat it as such. And I wish that that, that that was the case in the MEAC. And it's crazy how it's like a MEAC swag thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not like some schools in the MEAC do it, some schools in the swag. And it's yeah. like the whole swag is going to travel, like literally. Like this ain't no Dion. And that's why I keep telling people it's not like no Coach Prime thing. No. Alabama State got the same – same type vibe. You go to a stadium, stadium is crazy and it's packed. Wow. You go to a to a southern game. If you go to a southern away game, they're traveling with at least five thousand people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a totally different vibe down there. All right. So you you did mention Coach Prime. Did his decision of leaving make do anything for you at all in your decision process? Anything? Um, not really. I mean, it would have been um to to be coached under him. Uh-huh. Um, he has a lot to offer underneath um, that branch of of just being a DB uh-huh. um, and stuff like that, and even life in general. I know he's been through so much, but as far as my decision, I always believe like if you if you truly picking us, like when you go through this process, if, if you're one decision, and that's the, and that's what we're saying now, like a lot of guys, one decision be their their one like focal point be on a coach. Uh-huh. You know? Where, and that wasn't the case for me. I wanted. I had so many things, so many boxes I had to check off. So if I would come there for Dion, yeah, I would have to decommit because he's not there. Uh-huh. Where it wasn't about Dion. So all right, let's take that out. Let's meet the new coach. Let's see uh-huh. if he still checks his box, and they did. And so it didn't play too much of a role on me. I know that. Um, I believe that it's going to be bigger for Jackson State than ever because people are looking for the, for us to fail. True. You know what I'm saying? I get you. Looking yeah. for us to flip and say. Well, yep, Coach Prime did that. This was because of Coach. Mm-hmm. But we got a lot riding on this upcoming season, and we got a lot to um to make up to make up for it and finish the season out. Hey, Coach, Coach Prime is he's he's Coach Prime. We already know all the accolades that come with his name. However, that brother was zero and two in the Celebration Bowl. My my dude to the Miac baby. Listen, we still a Miac show, man. I got love for you. That's why you're here, but. <laughs> How that's we, that that's how we found you, real talk, though. Also, me act stuff. <laughs> the me act, hey, we running the celebration bowl. So, how does that factor in? You want to change that now? You get ready to go against your old conference. Did that factor in at all, or are you just, you know, you're a competitor? You looking forward to competing in that game, hopefully? Oh no, for sure, I'm definitely looking looking forward. <laughs> to game. Um, I say this: the last two years, with, with everything that's been going on with Coach Prime. Um, just talking to the guys that I was around um, down there. The first year was a year of 
a lot of immaturity when they went down there. Um, a lot of guys was going out the, 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 the nights before the game, missing curfew, missing meetings, while being down in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? When, when you travel, Coach Prime is kind of different when you're in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? A lot of rappers, a lot of celebrities. So they was just pulling up to the hotel, and guys would just be going out. So that, that that's kind of what happened the first year. And so I understood that. Second year, you got to understand that it's also, it's a lot of distraction in that game. You know what I'm saying? They I don't think that they came prepared, honestly, truly. Um, you got you got your head coach who, who, I mean, no smut on him or anything like that. I respect him, but I don't think they they, I don't think he handled that well as far as the training goes. Um, being that he was flying from back and forth from Colorado to Mississippi, um, days days at a time doing all that. Being that he didn't even make it to the press conference. Um, being that he did, he he went on there a couple of days after they lost. They won the uh, probably the next day. It was the next day after they won the. the uh, the SWAC championship went down there, went up there to Colorado and then announced Shadora as their quarterback when he still has another game to play. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that yeah. can way off. So whereas yeah, they're good athletes, but you playing against a team in North Carolina Central where they don't care about none of that. You know trying to win this game, get up out of there and go about our business, like all that. Y'all, y'all can have all that. And they're well coached. And so it showed. Um and that was the ending. But I think if certain circumstances were different. Um, I do believe Jackson State would have came out on top. Mm. Well, you got you. You don't have Coach Prime. You have a you have a new coach, a guy who who's hungry, and Coach Taylor. He tell yeah. tell us about Coach Taylor. Like folks, tell us something that folks don't know about Coach Taylor from from your interactions with him. Um, he's a stand up guy, man. I mean, he 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 just he. You don't have to have too many words with him to really get a feel for who he is as a person. Um, and then just to understand his backstory and and how he he's he's a Jackson State alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who played there, a guy who started at quarterback and got benched and switched um, to wide receiver and still put up numbers there uh-huh. for them. So he's beloved down there. I mean, he he's loved down there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, I just love his, what, what he stands for, what he's about. Um, I love the way he just made my family feel like we was going to be good. And so that's that. I mean, I couldn't, I feel like he was a better, like I keep saying it, but I feel like he was a better uh, decision for a coach for me uh-huh. than, than Coach Prime would be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. There's so much I could say, but, you know, Coach Prime talking about him, it divides these HBCU streets like crazy. So yeah. we're going to leave it there. I want to talk real quick about something else that's very important to not just Jackson State, but also the the city of Jackson, of course. That's the water crisis. There are many in the media who have not talked about as of late when that's still a, a present issue. You're a young, educated man. I believe, yeah. you know, you business owner. Is that something that you look to possibly, I guess, put your hand in in terms of advocacy and trying to figure out a solution and just being part of, of that community there? Um, Definitely. I mean, being. When you go down, like when you when you really get to talking to these people, you understand that, like I said, that's their home. And so, mm-hmm. I do think a lot of things need to be done as far as that goes. Um, whereas, yeah, the football team, we kind of don't really feel it as much as the the regular citizen of Jackson, mm-hmm. Mississippi, um, being that we we live on the outskirts and stuff like that. But definitely want to make sure I, it's a lot I want to be able to do within that. Um, I'm a big community guy. Mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I love the community of Jackson so far. And 
and they love on me. Um, and so it's a lot that I want to be able to do with them. Um, just starting with going down there and just meeting them, you know what I'm saying? Being down there the first week and just having everybody meet just so I can put names to faces. I mean, faces to names. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot that's going to get done, I hope. And I hope I could be a very big part of it. Awesome. Oh, yeah, you, awesome. you definitely will. And, you know, you're rocking the Dale State hoodie, and, and I love it. Miak, you know what I'm saying? We, in, we, we we still support the Miak. But what do you yeah. want to say to your former teammates, the school, to help, produ- to help produce you and get you to this level? What do you want to say to those folks? Um, I'm forever thankful. You know, Delaware and Delaware State University, um, it's my home. It's my home. Today, whereas I'm, I'm, I am moving on and going to a different chapter in my life. Um, they're, they're the people that gave me my first shot. They're the people that gave me the platform um, that I currently am able to have. And so I'm forever grateful for that um, and to the team and to the, to the, to the staff and to the, the board, the, uh, the president, from everybody um, who I'm still in contact with today. Um, I'm wishing them nothing but the best, nothing but the best. And so that's why I'm able to. And I think that's a big part of just being able to go through this process. Um, I'm, I, I hold no, 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 no real grief, like no real grief in my heart or no real anger in my heart. You know what I'm saying? I'm, right. I'm, I'm okay with how things ended because I know on my side, it ended, it ended well. And from other sides, it, it, it ended differently. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's forever love there. I feel as though, like I was telling you guys, I feel as though as I'm basically an alumni of Delaware state, sure. um, semester left there. Whereas when I go to Jackson, I'll probably be ending at the end of summer uh, at the end of summer sessions and so yeah i mean the three years there i'm an alumni i would say dude, did, you, did you not hear the, the accolades that i read off initially you're an alumni <laughs> dude <laughs> <laughs> you're an alumni all right so, but i mean I, you know you're and this is i mean this interview's been dope but i want to add you know you're going from you were in a transfer portal and you and you chose jackson state university you were at Dale yeah. state how important was, was it for you to stay at hbcu Huge, huge. Um, I'm not a guy that's gonna say. I'm not gonna sit up here and say like if I was a five star, I'd, I'd pick a HBCU because I don't. I'm not gonna lie and say I would have. I, I probably wouldn't have made that decision. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't got to be that bold of a of a, of a guy and have that much courage to do so. Mm-hmm. Understanding now that I'm in college, um, and you know a lot of people say like you can make it from anywhere, you can make it from here, you can do it. But now that I'm able to. Yeah, I had to go to HBCU, and I. But now that I understand, like, I'm getting all this recognition from different parts, uh-huh. and I'm here. I only did one season here, you know. what I'm saying I, I, the same, the same dude who was on a Reese's Bowl um, watch list, and I'm not even a senior, so they had to call me and make sure, like, yo, like we, we love the way you play, we love this, but we got to take you off the list because you're you're not even eligible for it. Uh-huh. Like, dang, all right. But now, but now I know I'm on them radars. Whereas there's guys at bigger schools who aren't on them radars. Uh, so, yeah, you can go to another school. You can go to a PWI and do that, but that doesn't mean you're gonna get this. That's not how this works, uh, you know. Being able to say that, yeah, I'm doing this at my HBCU. Yeah, I have to leave here, but I wanted to do so much big here. I'm just gonna make sure I stay at an HBCU no matter what. And so, that's just how I felt. Like it, it, it's, it's huge to play for your people, man. Like I, I truly believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all said, that homecoming is different. Um, the community is different. The, the love you get is different. It's not that they love and on you because you're a football player, but they love on you because you one of their football players. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna love it you whether you like you're on the team. Like they don't even like we don't even know your, your name, your jersey, we don't even know your stats. You on the team, you with us. So we we rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? So I just love that part. 
Man, Sides, man, this has been great, man. I'm glad I'm glad that you jumped on the show, man. We, we appreciate you being on. Can't wait for you to lead the swag and interceptions because I, I uh-huh. claim that right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've been following, since we had the interview, I already told you how much, I, how dope I think you are as a young man, as a player. So um, I can't wait, man. Uh, hey, Ray, we got to travel to Jackson State. Though. Hey, listen, I saw you shout out. You <laughs> shouted out uh, the Kobe Durant on Twitter. He balled <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. This past was it this past week? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the, the weeks of Chris it, Christmas. It was, it was, it was. So how that inspire you, bro? Huge. I mean, like I said, I, I, I it was big for me to you know stay in the HBCU, knowing that I'm getting all this recognition. But mm-hmm. that's that's the same guy. Me and him was fighting for first and second place on so many different stat sheets. Me mm-hmm. uh, So if that guy was the same guy I was fighting with first and second, and I was that's my first year in the. In the in the in the fold, I mean, dang, I know I can do it. You know what I'm saying? I know yeah. I can, great player. Um, we talk all the time. Um, he's a great dude. I hit him up right right when I seen him um, get his second interception. Um, and so like he he deserves everything that's coming his way. You know what I'm saying? He's really a great dude. Um, he has a great game bottom. Has a great head on his shoulders. And uh, I can't wait to see what he truly does um, to, to to finish out his career. Don't worry, you'll be there. No way Your worry, time bro. is coming. That's yeah, what I was. There. That's what I was alluding to. So we'll, we'll be we'll be there too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, X man, thanks for being on, man. We appreciate you. Thanks for being on HBCU Corner, my man. Appreciate you guys, man. For real. All right, All be right. safe, bro. All right.